Welcome back to the Campbell Women's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. On this episode, we sit down with one of the pioneers of this program, and Tanya Caldwell. Tanya played from 1985 to 1989. She was a conference champion for the Fighting Camels and spent 10 years as an assistant coach and a GA for Wanda Watkins. She certainly bleeds orange and black, and we touch on some great stories about her days in the creek and also her current role as a principal at Roseboro Elementary just across the road in Sampson County. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Tanya Caldwell. Right off the top, to be honest, Evan, I would say I am truly blessed, better than blessed. Um, I did stay at Campbell um, after graduating, and um, even though I left to return home in 2002, I still call it home. It will always be home, and as I back on the campus from time to time, um, it feels like I never left, but Campbell University definitely is home. What's so neat, too, about your story, Tanya, you, you grew up in Clinton, so gosh, right down the road from, from campus. What was it like going to college at a place that was close to home and, and being able to play college basketball? A dream come true. And I actually started going to Campbell's Girls Basketball School in 1979. It was the summer before my seventh grade. And that's really when I fell in love with the campus. My mom said I fell in love with the cafeteria food, but um, I definitely fell in love with the campus then, and everything just unfolded. Coach Watkins started recruiting me, you know, of course, early high school. And even though I was recruited by other colleges, and I visited a few, it was pretty much a no-brainer to go to Campbell because I felt like it was home already, and um, it was such a family atmosphere. I'm glad you mentioned the – the Campbell basketball camps, because that's something that has so much history, uh, both on the men's side and the women's side. What were your experiences like? Because I, I know they spread you guys out in gyms all over the county pretty much, right? And you were jumping on buses and, and going to gyms. What, what was that experience like? Uh, no, an uh, experience like no other. Um, the gyms were hot. Um, you worked three long sessions a day, but it was the best. Back then, Playing or practicing in a hot gym wasn't a big deal. You know, we just, I really looked forward to it. Um, I got to build relationships with other campers, the coaches that were there working. I look forward to seeing them year after year. Um, and we were really treated, like I said, like we were family. And that's one reason why I guess kids kept coming back year after year after year. We learned the game of basketball, but, you know, we were getting out there, being able to experience a college campus, experiencing being away from home. So that was big stuff back then, and I know it helped me, you know, grow into the person I am today. Tanya, the, the time you were in college was such a fascinating point for, for women's sports and especially for basketball because, you know, Campbell and, and many other schools were, were moving into that Division One phase, and and I'm curious, I know as a student it's hard to realize kind of the importance of the monumental part of that moment, but as you sit back now and kind of think about it, what was it like just moving into that next step? And I know you're playing a lot of the same teams, but just to, to take that step that the men were able to do and, and really a big move pioneering for women's basketball. It, well, thinking back to playing during that time, um, first thing that comes to my mind is, 
Coach Watkins had big expectations for us. And she made sure that we thought about those that paved the way for us, uh, the alumni. She made sure we kept in touch with them. And as we worked hard in practice, because it was a team atmosphere, I mean, team mentality, everything we did was for the team. You know, I don't even realize that, I don't know if we realized then that we were a small school playing some larger schools at some time um, because of Coach Watkins' expectations. We would work hard in practice. Um, we would make sure we were in class every day. She didn't allow us to give excuses in practice. Um, and that just made us better players, made us a better team. And, you know, thinking back, we were practicing. We only had maybe one or two sets of practice gear. Uh, we might not have had the budgets of other schools, but we didn't let that hold us down. Uh, we played like um, basically we were big time in our minds. And I think that pretty much came from Coach Watkins. So we had the stumbling blocks of making sure we scheduled around men's practice in Carter Gym, volleyball, everything else was going on. So, you know, that was a struggle, only having one facility and using Bowie's Creek at times. We um, started out driving vans to away games, um, Coach Watkins' fault, and we eventually moved up to buses. Um, we might not have had cheerleaders or pep bands during our home games, but – you know, by the time I was a senior, they were following us. Actually, probably a sophomore, they were following us to conference tournaments. And um, so I know there was a lot of um, fighting going on behind the scenes from Coach Watkins trying to make sure that we had the things that the men's team had. But at the same time, um, because of her expectations and pushing us to make sure we did what we were supposed to do on and off the court, the program became more and more respected, and with re, you know working hard, you get that respect, and things come your way. So it was a struggle um, as far as those things in that sense. Did we mind it? No, because we had our expectations, and we were going to work hard to make sure that we did what we had to whenever we got on that basketball court. Um, but looking back. And looking at how things are now, um, we did a lot with what we had. No doubt. And, and those teams, I mean, gosh, you just the records speak for themselves in terms of the 20-win the years and, and being a good Big South team. I, I do want to ask you about playing Radford because every time I bring up the word Radford, I, I just I can tell Coach Watkins has chills in her bones and that, that competitive spirit kicks in. Um, how much fun was it for you guys to, to compete with basically them and, and some other schools, but – Radford was always that big team you play in the finals or, or compete for a championship with. Yes, it was. And whenever I think back to playing Radford, um, you know, I think about that championship year. And we'd always come so close, and it seems like we'd fall short. But um, that particular year, I can remember the scenes we traveled to Coastal Carolina and played, and on the way back on the bus, we actually lost. And on the way back on the bus, we were just so frustrated because we had a losing record at that point. And 
I can't remember exactly how many games we played after that Coastal game, but we had a heart-to-heart talk with Coach Watkins, and, you know, she um, talked hard to us, the seniors. And after that, uh, we had a meeting with the team, and we ended up winning our last maybe five out of eight, eight out of nine, something like that. But um, we finished it out strong by beating Rafford. But um, every time we go into Rafford, Virginia, and cross that bridge going over to the Dedman Center, it's like we're going to paint this bridge orange whenever we leave this place after we beat them. That's just the kind of feeling we have whenever we play them. That That's great you mentioned that because you're probably the third or fourth person from that era of teams who've mentioned that story about uh, painting the bridge. So that, the person, I just, I just love that part. And, and, yeah. and Tanya, it's neat too because, you know, at that point, and for people who aren't as aware, you know, the NCAA didn't have these automatic berths like they do now. It's a little different at that time. But, but regardless, to be able to win a title and, and to celebrate, you know, to play a conference tournament, to win it on their court, what, what were those emotions like when you're, when you're thinking back to that day? <laughs> um, just amazing. <laughs> Whenever I think about it as well, my mom and all of our um, fans, you know, they have the same feelings when we talk about Rafford. And whenever we go back to that championship game, um, I can remember trying to celebrate, and I was celebrating, but my mom, she just, she was about to have an anxiety attack or something. I remember she told um, one of our players' parents um, she couldn't find a purse. She had thrown a purse after we won just because everybody wanted us to beat Rafford so badly. But um, it's just a feeling that you will never lose. Um, Every time I think back to it, I have chills and just, you know, your teammates, you know, we worked so hard um, and definitely wanted that win for the coaches. Um, it's just an unbelievable feeling. And um, that particular tournament, championship game, it was snowing. So the fans that would normally follow us to our tournament, you know, they'd hop on a bus and ride on. And um, But it was snowing, so they couldn't make it. Um, so our fan base was very minimal, the few parents that were able to make it. So um, we always regret the fans not being able to enjoy that point, but it was just, it was unbelievable. And then went to the dressing room and President Wiggins um, had tuned in to talk to us via telephone conference. Uh, So that was special. And he was so upset he couldn't make it, but um, he was right there when we got in there to celebrate some more. So it's a feeling that, you know, I'll never forget and I love getting with um, my teammates and the coaches and just rehashing and going back and um, reliving the story over and over again. That That's special because I know, too, as a coach, you were able to win a, a title, and, and the story of the limos back from the airport was fantastic. You know, getting a call from, from President Wiggins at the time, that, that's got to be something that, that stands out, not only for a player, but when you get anyone of that authority to, to congratulate you guys and, and be a part of that, it has to be pretty special. Oh, definitely. And um, in Pelham that year, we were fortunate enough to have um, the softball team was playing. So they were there in the stands. And um, just, I can just feel it now, the countdown. And that was kind of, Georgia State was kind of like a Rafford <laughs> um, during the tag days. So whenever we beat them, it was just another amazing time. And, and for the players that it worked so hard and again you know the coach is very deserving and then rolling back in in the town in limos you know i 
that's a story that we always tell too. And um, having the fans waiting for us at the student center, the pep band playing for us, it's just um, big time Campbell. Even being a small university, you know, Campbell's always done things big. So we're very appreciative of that, and we'll definitely will not forget those memories as well. No doubt. Tanya, something I wanted to ask you that I, I hadn't really talked to Mary about this, but I was putting the numbers together, and, and you actually uh, used her number uh, after she graduated. Great player, and obviously you coached with her for, for decades. Was there anything to that? Did you have to ask her about it? How did that all unfold for you? Actually, I just looked up because it was my high school number, and um, I can remember asking Coach Watkins if it was available, and she said yes. And... Um, I remember Mary wearing it whenever I would, you know, go to the games and whatnot as a high school um, student, but it was just my high school number. So, uh, so I can't say I feel the shoes like Mary Weiss did, but I was thankful that I could wear the jersey for four more years. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you about that dynamic with you three uh, coaching together, because once you finished playing, you, you jumped into the coaching route here at Campbell and, and obviously, you three are still even to this day. Every time I see you guys at the gym, it's a quick conversation. It's a photo. That There's so much love and camaraderie among the three of you. If you have any memories or anything that kind of stands out, what, what is it like just spending so many years with those two wonderful women and, and being a big part of this program? Um, again, I'm blessed because um, Coach Walks is just unbelievable. And – being able to come back and coach, you know, as a graduate assistant, um, learn from what I consider, you know, the best and work along with um, some of the best assistant coaches, you know. Um, it's just unbelievable. Um, I, I don't even – I can't even find the right words, but um, they just mean the world to me. Um Whenever I finished graduate school, I actually left Campbell for a year and went to coach and teach at a high school back in Sampson County, Union High School. And after that first year, and the reason I left is because after I graduated from graduate school, Coach Watkins only had one full-time assistant position, so I couldn't stay on. But after that one year, um, she was given another full-time assistant position, so she called me up, and I left Union, Sampson County, and came back to Campbell, um, back home, and that's when I was there for 10 more years. But, um, again, I consider myself, you know, learning from the best, um, and more importantly, you know, I continue to learn about the game of life, and I just built lasting relationships. And if I start telling stories, well, it's one story that we're always – talking about things that happened, you know, in the past. And then the funny thing about it is we can't remember which era. You know, oh, well, were you playing? No, I was coaching or, you know, back and forth like that. But um, there's just been so many stories. I, I don't even know which one to tell. I'm sure um, if you talk with my college roommate and um, sister, Denise Ford, she would tell you, um, a story about the post office and being left. Um, 
Oh, that's right. And then uh, Denise, because I think Wanda may have told me this story. Denise then drove, was it down to Wilmington and met you guys there or got a ride or something like that? Yes, yes. And as soon as we pulled out, and I was hurt that year. It's our junior year, um, ACL injury. And I think about it now. Denise was in the post office. Coach Walk said we were leaving at whatever time it was, and her talk, her clock said it, so we were pulling out. And I'm thinking back, you know, well, you weren't playing. Why didn't you get off the bus and just drive her? But I was just – everybody was just so upset because we were leaving Denise, you know, our one of our star players. But uh, before we could even get out of Boys Creek good, we were starting to make excuses about, oh, I need to have an emergency. We need to go to the bathroom. And Coach Walk was like, I know that they're just trying to stop. We're moving on. So we kept moving. We got to Clinton to stop a pregame. I know I didn't eat, um, and probably a few other players didn't eat because we were trying to call people to get to Denise to pick her up from Dunn and meet us in Clinton. But finally, um, we didn't even know it, but we get to um, UNCW, and Denise is just about beat us there because she's hopped in the service enterprise van with Mr. Scarborough. So that just shows you um, what Coach Watkins you know, instilled in us. Um, and Denise's heart was so big, and she knew I couldn't let the team down because everything we did, it was for the team. And she figured it out. Um, and Coach Watkins didn't start her, but she didn't sit long, and I know she probably had one of her biggest nights that night, and we wouldn't have won it without Denise. So that's a story that we always talk about, and um, it's just good times, so many wonderful memories. Um, and I know whenever we go recruiting or games, and even now, if you – one without the other two or two without the one it's almost like well where's this one where's that one but we are we are tight no no doubt it's it's awesome to see especially at the women's games the last couple of years anytime you three get together I, I always smile and, and enjoy it Tanya I want to ask you about um, not only your your coaching career but being able to, to come back and, and help Coach Watkins, who was enshrined into the Hall of Fame and so many alumni came back for that weekend at, at gosh it's probably three four years ago now but just take me through a little bit um, what that moment was like from you guys to be able to, to honor her. And I know she's so appreciative of everything you guys did and, and working together, but to be able to fully cement her legacy as, as a Hall of Fame coach and, and be a huge part of that to, to celebrate with her, but also to be a coach and a player and, and kind of build with her over the years. Um, coach Watkins deserves so much more than what we've been able to um, give her. Um, that was a huge night. Um, all of her, you know, accolades have been deserving, but there's just so much more just because of the person she is. She's so selfless, um, and she does not forget a player. Um, you know, you look back whenever she was coaching, graduation percentage was high 90s, um, and I'm sure that's just because, you know, Academics, education is so important to her, which it should be to everyone. But that came first, and I think the parents knew whenever they left their daughter with Coach Watkins and the program, they wouldn't get their education. But um, if you talk to her now, she'd probably be able to tell you pretty much everything that – or the profession or what her players are doing at this time. And it just um, says so much about her. Um if we could do so much for her, if I could, I definitely would. But whenever you think about um, 
I think about the tradition of Lady Campbell basketball, I just think about how she's paved the way. Um, you know, we wouldn't have had what we had if she hadn't started, you know, and just really um, hitting the pavement, trying to make Campbell basketball, ladies basketball, more. And um, I just, you know, every time I talk to even the players now, I like to, um, well, a few of them, talk to them about what basketball program means to me and um it's it's bigger than basketball and that lady camel tradition is just um something that has helped make me a better person um and to be honest with you you know i don't don't know where i would have been without you know coach Watkins and my years at camel university um i talked to students that are graduating not necessarily basketball players, but, you know, I'm pro-education and definitely pro-Campbell. You can't go wrong going to Campbell University. Absolutely. But um, that day was just awesome, though, Evan, um, having everyone come back and um, just show a little bit of how much we appreciate what she's done for us and Campbell University. It was huge. So, Tanya, I think it's neat because, like many in her staff, she'll she'll hire former players and, and bring them on. But So you get to see Wanda on one side of things as the coach, you know, someone who's always willing to help, someone who's good at communicating, and you see that as a player. What is she like as a, as a fellow coach, and maybe what did you learn just being with her in that role as opposed to being a, a player? Um, she's top-notch, you know, same as whenever I played for um, – you know, she takes life seriously, she takes people seriously, and she wants to do all she can to help anyone. And um, the biggest thing I probably learned from her is, you know, in order to get respect, you've got to give respect. You've got to work hard um, at whatever you're, you know, trying to do. And if you give your best, you know, everything will take care of itself. Um just amazing and um, I'm just forever grateful for having that opportunity to be a part of Campbell University. I know what's neat too is is you also got your start teaching at Campbell when you were on the coaching side as well kind of doing a little bit of both in the exercise science uh, part of part of campus and what's neat too is now for people who don't know you're a principal at an elementary school and, and doing tremendous things to motivate and educate children but what was it like for you? I know that was kind of the culture of the time where you would coach and teach. Is that maybe what, what led you in that direction? Or, or take me through a little bit as you're, as you're managing some of that. Well, I was um, always planning on um, teaching. You know, I wanted to teach physical education. Um, well, to be honest, I wanted to um, major in criminal justice juvenile delinquency, but at the time, Campbell didn't have the criminal justice program. So um, I decided to physical education and teach. Um, and whenever um, Coach Walks was able to keep me on to as graduate assistant to, you know, get my master's, and they, administration told us that we could teach, I thought that that was, you know, definitely going to help me, especially on down the road. Uh, once I was, you know, teaching and coaching and whatnot in high school level, because that was my dream at the time. Um, 
but it gave us great practice, um, you know, coming right out of graduating and then going to grad school and teaching college students, you know, that was not an easy task, but, um, you dive in head first and you learn quick, but it definitely gave me great experience and, um, I'm using some of the things, you know, today that I used back then. Um, you know, students being on in class on time, I'm preaching that to my students at elementary level. Make sure your assignments are turned in. Making sure you do your best on your assignments. We're, we're preaching that now. Um, and it doesn't matter who you are, um, what you know. You can always do better. You can always work harder. Um, and those are just some of the things that we try to, you know, teach your students at the college level. And like I said, you know, we're implementing those things to the elementary kids. So. Tanya, that's that's very neat and fantastic, especially w- with your role now helping out young kids. And something I want to touch on, too, because we will see you at the games a lot, not only as a fan, but kind of in a working role as well. Um, your, your ability to oversight and, and look at officials and, I don't want to necessarily say take notes, but you're kind of overseeing what they're doing in the game, and obviously you know so many of the officials and things like that. How did that role sort of come to be, and, and what have you noticed maybe now watching the game in a different eye, you know, when a coach you're seeing it one way and now you're kind of evaluating uh, referees and, and kind of judging how they're doing things? Um, I guess it's been about four years now, Evan. Um, coach Charlene Curtis was looking for someone to um, evaluate officials, um, at Campbell as a neutral observer, and Coach Watkins helped me out. She, you know, told that I was at most of the games, so she reached out to me, and um, I attended a couple um, conferences, and I started observing officials for about um, about five games a year, maybe might be seven or eight now. But um, I'm definitely. I couldn't be an official, and I'm quick to tell the officials that. I wouldn't want their job, um, especially knowing how I used to give them a fit as an assistant coach. Um, But from the coach's side of it and the actual um, official side of it and the mechanics and whatnot, totally different. Um, I had to make sure that as a coach you're looking at the officials and um, if there's a call that you think should have been made, you're looking at, somebody the closest one to you fussing about that call they didn't make but you know as the observer I'm looking at okay are you in your zone or you know who's supposed to have made that call um looking at mechanics of the different calls um totally different from the coach's side of it um there's so much more to it and I didn't see that until um well I guess I didn't want to see it until I started observing neutrally right because as a coach you're thinking okay you know this is the right call like i know i do it this way and then all of a sudden oh well no there's a there's a technique there's an art to it so <laughs> yes that's pretty neat and i don't care who's in the area or who's not in the area i want the call made as a coach that's what you're thinking but um there's so much more to it tanya i'm curious but, not to break down too many x's and o's but since you're seeing it in a different light what have you thought in the women's game a couple of rule changes of course um one with uh offensive rebounds with the shot clock uh, resetting as opposed all the way it, it's kind of half and then um, two as well with some of the new uh, emphasis on the restricted arc and, and just in terms of moving that out a little more for taking those charges and things like that 
I guess you really have to make sure that you're thinking as far as the art and taking charges. Defensively, um, as a defender, you really have to make sure that you're moving and um, really working hard at defense, thinking ahead, um, because if not, you know, those last-minute thoughts are not going to bail you out. Um, so I actually think that that is helping the game, helping the offense out, definitely. Um, but at the same time, you know, I go to my coach's side sometimes and I think, well, you know, that split-second call, you know, the defender really could have been set, but, you know, it just depends on that eye. And, you know, it's a split-second call for the officials sometimes. So it makes it hard if they're sliding in and um, really don't have or they might have had those two feet planted, but just the officials may miss it sometimes. But um, I think it helps the offender for sure. Um, and as far as resetting the clock, to me, I think it – Speeds the game up a little bit, but at the same time, you work hard to get that offensive rebound. I want all my seconds to yeah. get me a good shot. So, no, it, it's it's unique because obviously with the the shift from the half system to the quarter system, that's kind of changed the dynamic of the game. And and then you're right, some of the nuances of it. So, no, I, I'm glad we just got to touch on that a little bit. I, I guess my final thing for you, Tanya, as a proud Campbell alum, multiple degrees here now educating and, and working on that side of things with elementary school kids. But w- what is it like just thinking back of being a Campbell Camel? I know you've mentioned so much of it, but just the pride in, in being a part of this group and, and for you, how much you've enjoyed that experience. I bleed orange for sure. Um, I used to say that I spent half my life at Campbell University, but um, the years are passing on now. Um, but I wouldn't give – or take anything for my experience that I had at Campbell University. And I'm, I'm definitely pro-Campbell. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be there if it hadn't been for Coach Watkins coming down to Union High School and talking to my mom um, years ago and Coach Rhonda Muller-Johnson um, now. Um, all of the memories that I have, they're just priceless. I wouldn't take anything for them. Um, Everything wasn't um, gold, you know, with the injuries and everything. But, again, even with those injuries, I learned so much um, being there and surrounded by such awesome people. We always say that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, God puts us where he wants us to put us. And I'm just so thankful to him that he placed me at Campbell University for all those years. And I still have a connection there. To this day, not only you know basketball, but on and off the court, you know, people at Campbell are wonderful. Um, there's so many that I can look back, and you know they've um, passed on now. But you know, I'm thankful for what they've meant to me as well. And um, it's just once a Campbell, always a Campbell, and I'm I'm better than blessed being able to share in that tradition. Well, Tanya, I speak for many. It's it's so great to see you at the games and around campus, and I know it's a little different now with the pandemic, but obviously here soon. And we appreciate you jumping on this podcast because so many years as a coach and, and obviously as a conference champion, great memories as a player. And it, it's great just to catch up and, and learn some of your stories along the way. I appreciate it, Evan.